Welcome to Misunderstood, a podcast dedicated to better understanding MS and learning to live well with MS. I'm your host, Katie Sloan. If you're a new listener, welcome. Our usual reminders as we begin. I am not an expert. I'm just someone like you living with MS and trying to make the best of it. Misunderstood is based on my personal experience, what I've learned over the years from my doctors, other care providers, and my own solutions-oriented research and pattern finding. While the majority of the information I share has been vetted by doctors, I am not a doctor, and my intention is that you use the information shared here as a springboard for discussion between you and your doctor regarding your future care options. Lastly, MS impacts each of us uniquely. I'll share a wide range of approaches and strategies for living better with MS, but what you choose to do with that information is always your choice, and what works for one may not work for all. All right, last week I took a short break to accomplish a few important tasks. I'm now much more informed about Medicare, and by the end of this week we'll hopefully have our future healthcare solidified. I also planted 500 bulbs. It was a huge job, and I'm relieved that one of the items I ordered was out of stock, so I didn't get the full 600 I ordered. I can't wait to see the yard next spring. My third goal was to work on the garage workout space, still trying to find new homes for a few items, but I definitely made progress, and it felt good to make a dent in the job. I hope you accomplished a few of your personal goals during our week-long hiatus, too. For this week's episode, we are joined by essential oil guru Janine Heather to talk about the incredible ways essential oils can help us manage our MS symptoms and take care of our families and pets safely with non-toxic, high-quality essential oils. Usually, our podcast guests attend our Saturday flock meeting following their feature episode, but Janine teaches yoga on Saturdays, so she will not be able to attend. However, flock members, as you listen, craft your questions to bring on Saturday. Whatever I can't answer, I will ask Janine and be sure to get you the information you need. Listeners should also feel very welcome to email any questions to me at mymsflock at gmail.com. Since we're going to be learning about essential oils today, my gratitude is for today's guest, Janine, whom I met way back before my official journey with MS began. I've always had an affinity for truly natural products made from nature and nature only. And in fact, my family growing up ate very clean, no processed foods. We had an annual garden. We even humanely harvested wild boar from our family ranch land picked manzanita berries and made jelly with it when camping, had our own happy flock of chickens that yielded delicious eggs, and learned to identify and eat wild berries when hiking. So my awareness of and my connection to nature and all of its many bounties have been a lifelong venture. That said, essential oils were very new to me. And with anything new, while I find I'm open to experimentation, I typically enter a new experiment with my mindset quite skeptical. Janine experienced similar. You'll hear both of us speak about this in our conversation. What I appreciate most about Janine is that she's a lifelong learn-it-all just like me and how she's continued to teach me about new ways I can use essential oils over the years and especially following my MS diagnosis in 2015. 
Every time I talk with her, I learn new strategies. And our conversation that you'll hear today was no exception. So thank you, Janine, for teaching me ways I can take better care of myself and my family easily and safely at home. You have empowered me with knowledge and helped me build my personal medicine bag. For that, I'm forever grateful. Before we listen in on my recent conversation with Janine, I want to share a little about essential oils in general. First of all, the term essential oil has a long and rich history in medieval alchemy. The word essential comes from the Latin word quinta, essential, which means fifth essence. The other four essences are the classical earth elements of earth, wind, fire, and water. The word oil is used because these compounds don't mix with water. Using botanicals as healing agents is a long-standing practice throughout human history, dating back at least 5,000 years. In earliest recorded histories, plant extracts were prized for their therapeutic and spiritual value. You might not know that many essential oils are the root of today's pharmaceuticals. There are numerous records from 2000 BC showing that ancient Egyptians were using essential oils, as were people in China and India. It's unclear who was the first, but however you look at the research, what's most important to know is that many early cultures used essential oils in many ways. You may have heard the term Ayurveda, with Ayur meaning life and Veda meaning knowledge. The Vedas, India's most sacred book, mentions over 700 different herbs and aromatics used for religious and therapeutic purposes. In Chinese medicine, the oldest surviving medical text is Shenong's Herbal, dated around 2700 BC, and it contains usage information on 365 different plants. In a similar way, both the Old and New Testament have dozens of references to aromatic plants and essential oils. All this to say, people around the world have been using essential oils for a very long time. By the 1600s, writing about herbal medication and essential oils became much more common. By the 1800s, most, and here's a new word for me, pharmacopoeia, which is defined as an official publication containing medicinal drugs with their effects and directions for usage, contained many references to essential oils. The first lab test of antibacterial properties of essential oils was performed in France in 1887. One historical account I read that I found interesting was about René Maurice Gattafossi, a French cosmetic chemist who in 1910 badly burned his arms and hands in an accidental lab explosion. After extinguishing the fires, he described his hands as, quote, covered with rapidly developing gas gangrene. And he submerged his burns in a large container of lavender oil, reporting that just one rinse with lavender essence stopped the gasification of the tissue. This story was especially interesting to me because two years ago on Thanksgiving, Eric badly burned four fingers. Nothing helped. On a desperate whim to comfort him, I looked it up and found lavender as a remedy. Eric was so miserable, he was ready to try anything, likely including amputation, because it was so painful. When I applied the oil, Eric's pain immediately disappeared. 
This is just one of the times essential oils have completely blown my mind. And it made me feel just a little like a superhero because I was able to completely take away his pain from the comfort of our home with something I already had. That same chemist, Gadafasi, who previously had no interest in natural healing methods for burns, was so changed by his experience that he began investigating more essential oils and used them in treating soldiers in military hospitals during World War I. It was Gadafasi who also coined the term aromatherapy in the 1920s and 30s as the treatment of diseases and injury using aromatic essential oils increased. One of his colleagues, John Valnet, who was a Persian medical doctor and army surgeon, used essential oils with great success treating war wounds in the Indochina War in 1848 to 1959. In 1964, he published The Practice of Aromatherapy, earning him global recognition. Fast forward to today, in many places around the world, it's actually common for doctors to offer a choice when prescribing remedies for specific health conditions. In the United States, most doctors do not have training in essential oils, so we are much more likely to hear solely about man-made pharmaceutical treatments. But make no mistake, this in no way means pharmaceuticals are more effective, which is why I believe it's so important for each of us to understand a bit about the history of essential oils. And what's most important to know is that essential oils have proven their efficacy over time. I want to share a few more basics about essential oils and specifically essential oil safety and how we as consumers can evaluate an essential oil's quality and safety. Since essential oils are not regulated by the FDA, it's really important that we do our homework and make sure we are acquiring our oils from a reputable third-party safety-tested source. As more and more consumers search for greener alternatives to prescription drugs and synthetic cosmetics, more and more companies make essential oils, but not all essential oils are created equally. I chose doTERRA as my source because of their safety. There are several other similar companies out there that are likewise very safe. And here are some tips to help you discern what is a high-quality oil. To create essential oils, the natural oils in plants are extracted and distilled, resulting in highly concentrated products. Essential oils are 50 to 100 times more concentrated than the oils as they naturally occur in the plant itself. So that's a good way to weed out the higher quality oils. For example, it takes almost 2,000 lavender blossoms to yield just a few drops of essential oil. So if you're looking at a $5 bottle of lavender essential oil, it's right to be suspicious. So cost can be an indicator of higher quality. It's also wise to pay close attention to terms like therapeutic grade, pharmaceutical grade, and medical grade. Like the term natural, these terms aren't regulated by the FDA. That means companies don't have to prove their products are safe or effective and aren't typically held accountable for what they put on their labels. As a result, it's tough to know what you're getting in a market dominated with deceptive marketing, unsubstantiated claims, and conflicting advice. What we should look for are botanical names. 
Lavender, for instance, should say lavender lavandula under ingredients and contain nothing else. It also should state the source or origin of the oil. To do our full due diligence, researching our source is important. For instance, early in my essential oil journey, I purchased some cheaper essential oils online. I was very disappointed. Not only have those oils been the only ones to irritate my skin and my nose through inhalation, but they also didn't work for my targeted symptoms. You certainly don't need to go the doTERRA route. Just do your homework and make sure what you purchase is safe, especially if you're considering internal usage. A reputable company should contain warnings for certain oils, like wintergreen, for example, which can be dangerous if low quality or used incorrectly. It's also important to research how the essential oils are distilled. If the extraction method is anything other than distilled, it should be listed, as some oil companies use toxic processes in their extraction. Despite what some people think, including myself early on, research has shown essential oils to be a completely legitimate form of medicine. Aromatherapy has been proven to enhance physical and psychological health as the oils trigger responses in the brain that send healing to different body systems. Essential oils can balance hormones, heal digestive disorders, and significantly reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. Topical application allows essential oils to quickly enter the bloodstream when absorbed through skin tissue and is very effective in treating skin ailments and mood disorders. Janine will also talk about ingesting essential oil for specific ailments. Since my conversation with Janine is focused on using essential oils specifically for MS, before we listen in, here's the most common ways essential oils can help anyone with common ailments, which will give us all a nice overview of essential oil usage. First of all, essential oils can help improve mood. Essential oils inhaled trigger an intense emotional response, leaving us energized, optimistic, and hopeful. Essential oils can also aid in relaxation and sleep, as they're very effective in treating psychological disorders like stress, anxiety, and depression. Essential oils stimulate positive signals in our brains and have been proven to reduce symptoms of PTSD and even postpartum depression. Pain relief. There are many essential oils that provide rapid pain relief when applied topically. I usually put these essential oils in my homemade Cannabud lotion, and they really do help with topical pain. There are also specific essential oils to help with healing damaged muscle tissues, menstrual pain, lower back pain, and digestive tract intestinal pain. Essential oils also prevent certain illnesses and safely boosts the immune system. Many essential oils have antifungal, antibacterial, and anti-inflammatory properties that can prevent the development of certain illnesses. We can also safely boost our immune system and keep our passageways clear of congestion and bacteria. Some researchers also believe essential oils could help us solve the antibiotic drug resistance crisis, as research shows bacteria don't develop resistance to essential oils like they do to antibiotics. Essential oils can also help heal skin irritations. 
Since many essential oils have those powerful anti-inflammatory and antibacterial properties, this makes them a highly effective natural method to healing skin irritations of all kinds. The oils quickly absorb into the deeper levels of the skin tissue and promote healing. This helps us heal cuts quickly, ease itching and irritation from bug bites, assist with acne management, and even treat sun damage and precancerous skin growths. Essential oils also provide inflammation relief. When applied topically, many essential oils have powerful anti-inflammatory properties. There are even oils that specifically target inflammation in the digestive tract or in the sinuses. Essential oils also offer safer ways to clean our homes and make them smell nice. Essential oils offer safe alternatives to candles, incense, and household cleaners. As you can likely tell by now, I'm a big fan of essential oils. And as full disclosure, you can purchase them through me, although I do not actively sell in an effort to obtain income. I will share the website link at the end of this episode so that if you do decide that trying essential oils is right for you, you'll have a quick and easy way to obtain the safe, high-quality oils you're seeking. All right, today I am joined by my guest, whom over the years has become a dear friend, Janine Heather. She's taught me so much about oils, which have become an essential part of my life and health routines, even more so post-MS diagnosis. As you listen, I hope you'll learn something new about essential oils and be inspired to consider them as a potential MS therapy for healing. Without further ado, let's take a listen in on our conversation. So Janine, welcome, and tell us a little bit about you and your personal journey that's led you to this moment with essential oils. Yeah, thank you so much for asking, Katie. So I don't know how to put this in a pretty way, but some of my very earliest memories of childhood are pretty dark. I've struggled with anxiety and with depression for a really long time and kind of played this medication game for a couple of decades. And then I just felt like there must be something different and better out there. So it became a a personal mission for me to find natural solutions to really support mental health. And that went to the next level when I became a mom and I looked at my own children and I saw some of those same tendencies towards some mental health struggles, some, some hyperactivity and some anxiety. And I just thought there must be some solution that was better than what I experienced with medications and just lots of the side effects that happen there of weight gain and mood fluctuation and just a lot of things. So as I embarked on that journey, I looked at lots of things, you know, at diet and nutrition and herbs and exercise. And I found all of these things that really helped. And then about 10 years ago, um, I actually had a walking partner, a friend, who just couldn't keep her mouth shut about essential oils. And I'm kind of ashamed to tell you that I was the biggest skeptic. Every time I said something, she would just say, oh, you know, you need this oil. And one day I looked at her and I said, you know what, Leah? Like, I'm gonna just smell something and it's gonna fix all of my problems. That's ridiculous. And I just really was dismissive until our family was going on a camping trip and you know, like how you just talk to another mom. And I told her how I was dreading 
that we would all be awake all night long because my youngest son was going to cough with the cold weather. And she challenged me to try an essential oil. And I thought, what do I have to lose? You know? So she gave me this little tiny brown vial of an essential oil. And sure enough, we went up, we got settled. The mountain air kicked in about nine o'clock at night. Thomas started coughing. And I reached into my pocket actually to grab my homeopathic because that's what I defaulted to at that point in time. Um, and instead my hand landed on that tiny brown bottle. And I thought, oh, I promised Leah I would try it. I'm sure it's not gonna work, but I need to tell her, like she'll ask about it. And so I put a couple drops of that oil and rubbed it into his chest. And I literally just turned around and thought, you know, I'll give it five minutes and then I'll give him this homeopathic. Well, in five minutes, he was asleep. And I felt honestly shocked in not a good way because I thought for two years, I've been mocking her and ignoring what she told me. And at that moment, I realized the oils work. And so for me at that point, there was really just no stopping it. I just learned everything I could and dove in with both feet, trying those essential oils to see what I could solve for my family and then for my friends and other people. Um, and it's been just the best journey ever. That is so great. I love that story, especially when you share about your early skepticism, because I was similar. I've always had a real open mind, but still to this day, every time I use an essential oil for something new, I'm like you. I think, uh, it might not work, but what do I have to lose? I'll give it a try. And every single time it's worked for me. So it's been just this all expanding experience over the years since you first got me into them five years ago now that, uh, you know, it just, it keeps blowing my mind and keeps surprising me every time. Well, do you know what, Katie, me too. And I would say that if I had a regret, the regret is this, is that I'm afraid that I've begun to take them for granted. So I don't realize, I don't know how people live without essential oils, but you know, I had a guest over a couple of weeks ago and they asked me, you know, they said they had a headache and asked if I had some Advil. And I just said, I, I kind of thought for a minute and I said, well, no. And they just kept, well, do you have Tylenol? Do you have aspirin? And I said, no, I have oils. And I don't know that there's many people in this world who understand that really whatever comes up, we can deal with using something natural. I haven't had an over-the-counter medication in my home, I would say for a solid eight years. And it's really empowering. I, I could not agree more. I, it's been a shorter period of time for me. It's been about almost three years, um, but I have no over-the-counter medication in my house anymore. I don't stock it even in our guest area. It's all stocked with oils. And, you know, I had to put a little booklet in there so people could read to figure out what some of them could work for because naturally people go in to a medicine cabinet to look for those common items. And I, I don't have them, but the other thing is I don't need them at all. And I can take care of everything we need as a family at home independently without having to buy anything. It's an amazing feeling. You've set us free. So thank you for that. Oh, you're so welcome. It's fun just to have other people to share this journey with. That's great. Now, how do you, Janine, normally introduce people to essential oils? So if we have listeners today that really don't even know what they are or how they can be used, talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Do you know what? 
given my experience, the experience I had, I wasn't open to learn anything at all until I had that experience. So if you're curious at all about essential oils, I strongly recommend that you just reach out to Katie. You know, they reach out to you and that you could share an experience with them because once we, we use an oil, you know, whether you have a headache or you're struggling with just some feelings of sadness, or maybe you're just not sleeping very well, it doesn't have to be an earth shattering health concern, but we just need something to try, right? And when you can try that essential oil and have that mind blowing moment where it actually works, like you've heard 10 million people say it works, but you still think maybe they're all crazy because that's how we all felt, right? So I strongly recommend that you have an experience first. And then once you've experienced that essential oil, um, Katie has a fantastic website. Some of the things you're probably concerned about, like, are they safe to use around kids or pets or will they interfere with my medications? We've all had those questions. And if you go to that website, you will get answers to all of those questions. That's really helpful. And I'll make sure to include that link at the end of this episode for listeners. Uh, can you talk just a little about why doTERRA specifically? Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I love that question. So, you know, I was the world's biggest skeptic in the beginning. And a big part of the reason I was skeptical is I was in an area where lots of people were using oils and they were actually using doTERRA. And I thought these people have all bought into a cult, like, right? It's an MLM cult and I want nothing to do with it. That was a big part of my skepticism. Um, and so actually, once I used that first oil and it worked, I still refused to touch doTERRA. And I did all this research and I went on the internet and I ordered essential oils from another company that I thought was really reputable, okay? And I ordered those. And then I bought the book that my friend had that's published about doTERRA oils, okay? So I had this book and I would look up what to do and I would go to my off-brand oils and I would use those and I wasn't getting the results that my doTERRA friends were raving about. And so it was really quite a humbling moment for me. It took about a year and a half and I wasn't the one. It was actually my sister who had an experience. So she and I had been talking and I was sharing with her like, these people are full of it. These oils are not what they're cracked up to be. And she had someone share doTERRA with her and she used those and she called me actually and said, Janine, I have some bad news. The bad news is that we were wrong and that they really are different. So it was my sister who motivated me to take that step out and try doTERRA. So the easy answer is because they work. So having been with the company for close to eight years now, I can tell you why that is. And that's because doTERRA um, tests their oils like no one else. They have the highest level of sourcing as far as where their oils are grown and the conditions that they're grown in. And then the process that they go through to distill those oils and bring them to us as consumers, it was really quite enlightening. I was hired by a company to do a case study, some research for them, because they wanted to actually be able to purchase essential oils in bulk and then bottle those under their own brand and sell them. 
So they wanted me to do research of companies that would allow them to do that. So I had to exclude doTERRA, right? doTERRA will do no such thing. And I actually did find one other company that I would say has similar sourcing and testing. And what I discovered is that they were four times the cost of doTERRA essential oils. And that's when I really realized that do, there, there is no competition as far as oils are concerned for the quality and the value that we get with the cost from doTERRA. That's helpful. I think I had a hard time too. There was a, definitely a little hurdle there at the beginning for me. And uh, my experience was a little different in that I decided, well, I'll buy a couple of things online. It's so much cheaper. And then I actually had adverse reactions to those oils, not topically, but they were very irritating when um, I took them aromatic, used them aromatically. And I thought, gosh, you know, I've never experienced that sort of problem with a doTERRA oil. Uh, so it's interesting to me, other oils are not uh, as, as clean or as pure. And, and definitely I had some reactions to them. So for me, for now on, I know what my source is. Great. Well, you know, this is what I think people need to understand is that there is no board that regulates essential oils or supplements or natural products. So when you purchase, you know, I think a couple of years ago, I saw Walmart selling lemon, lavender, and peppermint with a diffuser for $19.95. And you can't even buy the raw materials of lemon, lavender, and peppermint for $19.95. It was just preposterous. So people need to understand that just because that bottle says lavender, you have no idea what's actually in that bottle. And so one thing I love about our doTERRA, all of our single oils, if you look at the bottom of that bottle, there's a number and you can go to a website called source2u.com. It's a doTERRA website. And if you enter the lot number on the bottom of that bottle, it will pull up the GCMS report and the record of sourcing for that exact oil in the bottle that you're using. And no one else offers that level of transparency in their essential oils. That's wonderful. I had no idea about that. So thank you for sharing that. Now, if someone is trying to use an oil and they learn that they can use it aromatically, topically, and internally, can you talk a little bit about those three different ways and some, and some tips you might give them? Yeah, absolutely. So the first way that we use essential oils and so what you're probably the most familiar with would be called aromatically, which means that you're either going to just smell it directly from the bottle or you're gonna put a couple drops of oil in your hand and cup them over your nose and breathe deeply for about 30 seconds. Or there's also a little machine called a diffuser where you would add water and a few drops of that oil and you could create an aromatic experience for a whole space, for a whole room. And so we would use oils aromatically if we wanted to change mood or if we wanted to open up respiratory pathways. That's why you would use aromatically. The second way to use an essential oil would be topically. And so that means that you're just gonna take that essential oil and dilute it in a carrier. We like fractionated coconut. And you're just going to apply it to your area of concern. So if you have a knee that's giving you some pain, you're just gonna apply it topically to the knee. If you've got a sore throat, we're gonna to apply topically to the throat. And those molecules are so tiny that they're going to absorb through your tissue and in, interact internally 
on those organs. So that would be a topical use. And there's a few oils that you wanna be careful with. So citrus oils, if we use them topically, they're actually photosensitive. So, you know, you wouldn't wanna put lemon oil on and walk outside, but those are all things that you would easily discover looking in a simple oil reference book, okay? The third way that you would use an essential oil is called internal. And so not all oils are safe for internal use, but if you look at a bottle of doTERRA oil, you'll know that it's safe for internal use because there will be nutrition information on the side, which means that the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, has given their stamp of approval on that oil as a food substance. So we use oils internally whenever we're trying to act on the body as a whole. So if I'm having digestive issues, I'll often use an oil internally or that same sore throat, I could put some oils in water and gargle those. Um, you can do that, like I said, either by putting a few drops of oil in liquid. Um, there's some oil, you can just drop them directly into your mouth. And if it's a hot oil or it's just not gonna taste very good, like oregano is quite spicy, we would put three to five drops of that essential oil in a veggie cap and you would close that veggie cap and swallow it just like a pill. So those are the three ways to use an essential oil. Great, thank you. Um, is there any other basics about essential oils you wanna share before we get into specific essential oils for MS? Yeah, I would just wanna share that, you know, the first time I saw this bottle of essential oil, it's a pretty small bottle and I saw the price tag, it was like $20 for a bottle of lavender. And I was still thinking in terms of Western medicine. And I looked at that bottle and I'm thinking, you know, that you need a teaspoon as a serving. And I thought that's really expensive for three doses of an essential oil. Well, that makes me laugh now because in that small bottle, there's about 300 drops of an oil. And when we're using an essential oil, we're generally using one to three drops. So that tiny bottle is not three servings, it's a hundred servings of an essential oil. So I would just want you to know that less is more in essential oils. There's times when we're taking a really assertive approach that we would use up to 10 drops. But in general, we're using one to three drops of an essential oil, and then we're just going to use it often. You can't overdose on an essential oil with reasonable use. And so instead of using 30 drops, you know, just at once, we're going to use a couple drops every 15 minutes until our symptoms uh, dissipate. I'm so glad you said that because I have been, I took your tip. I've been using the lemon essential oil in my water and I'm now so addicted to it. I don't really enjoy water without it. And yet I've been doing that, I think four months and I'm nowhere close to even being done with the bottle. And I use it multiple times a day. So thank you for mentioning that. They really do last a long time. Absolutely. So let's dive into some specific MS symptoms and some different ways some people could explore using essential oil to get some relief. Great. I'm excited to talk about it. Awesome. Okay. So do you want to just start with talking about depression? Depression is something that listeners know impacts about 80% of people with MS at some point in time. So what's something that you would suggest that someone look into to treat depression? 
Absolutely. So depression, this was my primary concern when I, this is what I was looking for a solution to. So it's near and dear to my heart. So the base layer that I would tell you is this, essential oils are absolutely amazing and they work in your body like neurotransmitters. They, they are a natural chemical and that's how they work in your body. And so they are information. If you use, so for instance, if you smell a citrus essential oil, this tells your brain, make more serotonin. Let's up the serotonin, okay? And that's your antidepressant effect. I'm sure you've heard people talk about SSRIs. That's how we classify many of our antidepressants, right? Prozac is an SSRI. So I would tell you that citrus oils are similar in effect to Prozac. Now, that being said, when we're putting information telling the brain make more serotonin, your brain can only make more serotonin if it has the building blocks necessary to do so. And so for me, there's another layer of that, which is making sure that you have all the nutrients you need and the micronutrients you need in order to have the best outcome. And for me, that's a core supplement that doTERRA makes called Lifelong Vitality Supplement. So for me, the foundation of a depression protocol is Lifelong Vitality Supplement and then your mood lifting oil of choice. So some of my favorites are uh, Citrus Bliss. It smells like a creamsicle is amazing, vanilla and orange smelling. Um, Elevation is another one of my favorites. Copaiba is a really unique oil that doTERRA has. So this is an endocannabinoid interactive oil, similar to CBD um, that doTERRA carries. And Copaiba has really, really well-documented effects for mood lifting as well. And that's an oil that you would actually use internally to work on depression. So the citrus oils we would use aromatically, but that copaiba or a frankincense is something that we would actually just put a couple drops under the tongue in the morning because there's lots of receptors under your tongue. Um, and that's a really good way to create change in the brain. That's great. And I love citrus bliss even topically. I, I think it was you that suggested it as wearing it as a perfume. Oh, yeah. It is lovely. And, and you're right. It just is so uplifting. The moment I put it on and it stays on my skin and really lasts a very long time. It's, it's a beautiful perfume alternative. Oh, I'm so glad you love that. And, you know, I should add here <clears throat> that doTERRA has recently, just in the last year, They've added an essential oil very specific to helping to treat more specifically anxiety, but anxiety and depression go hand in hand so often that we've got a blend called adaptive and it's an oil blend and there's a supplement also. And that is just so effective for many people who are struggling with depression and anxiety. And there's actually a clinical study behind adaptive where those participants on average experienced a 75% reduction in the intensity of their symptoms. And that's huge. 
That is huge. I've been using the adaptive rollerball topically uh, and aromatically, but I just last week started using the adaptive capsules uh, because I learned that they're actually different and they impact the body in a different way. Can you share a little bit about that? Absolutely. Well, so right, internal is taking us through our digestive pathway. And when we're putting a roller bottle in, it's going through our aromatic pathway in general, which is just going directly to the brain. So it's kind of cool because we hear a lot that our gut is our second brain. And so it's like we're approaching that, that issue from two different standpoints. And yeah, so the adaptive capsules don't have just that oil. There's a really unique and proprietary blend of herbals in that capsule that are just very relaxing. And I've had people share with me that they feel a similar effect from when they've used other plant medicines to deal with their anxiety and mood disorders. So I am, yeah, just have so many customers that are in love with that adaptive. Great, I'll let you know how it goes. I'm very early in my study, but um, so far I feel pretty good. So let's see, are there, we talked about how depression and anxiety are very much intertwined. I would add stress to that as well. Are there any other oils you want to talk about kind of in that category? Absolutely. So, and you know, I love that you brought that up because you just heard me talk about adaptive and adaptive can be really relaxing. Um, for me, adaptive is for someone who's suffering with really classic anxiety. If you're just feeling some occasional stress, some people will find adaptive to be a little too sedative. So I'll just issue that as a kind of a caution, but there is an essential oil blend from doTERRA called Balance. And I absolutely love balance or peace for just those occasional moments of stress in everyday life. For me, balance is actually part of my morning routine. I just put a drop of balance on the bottom of each foot every morning as I start my day, just right after I brush my teeth. Frankincense is really good foundational. Just, you heard me mention two drops under the tongue of frankincense. And so it's not the best tasting essential oil, I'll say that right up front, but it has profound effects for depression and just for the brain in general. So since I know that our listeners are dealing with MS, that protocol of two drops of frankincense under the tongue in the morning is gonna be really supportive for all the issues you're dealing with. It's gonna help with your mood, it's gonna help reduce inflammation, it's gonna support memory and healthy brain function, just so many good things. I agree, and I'll also say that I've got used to the taste so quickly and I actually enjoy it now. I think because it makes me feel so good, but I, the taste is not off-putting. I love that you say that because this actually does happen. Oftentimes our first smell of an oil or our first taste of an oil will be a little off-putting. But as you repeat that over time, your body shifts as it recognizes the effect, right? We no longer think, oh, this doesn't taste yummy. We think, oh, this is delicious because it's going to make me feel good. It's like eating your greens. So on a recent episode, we talked about MS symptoms and how they shift in with the cold weather. And when the weather gets cold, there are a couple of things that we start to experience on a, a greater level. And those two things are muscle spasticity 
and what's called the MS hug, which really feels like you're wearing shapewear that's about 10 sizes too small, and it's very constricting um, and not a pleasant feeling. So I'm curious if there are essential oils that you would recommend for those muscular pains. Ooh, that doesn't sound fun. So yeah, there's a few essential oils that come to mind. So once again, that lifelong vitality supplement I talked about just has a lot of anti-inflammatory components, um, things like boswellic acid and polyphenols, and we won't go too deep into ingredients here, but it's just good stuff for inflammation. And then deep blue comes to mind for me. So deep blue is our classic kind of muscle relaxant, anti-inflammatory topical blend. Um, it might smell similar to an icy hot, but it's unique in that it's much more intense and longer lasting. And there's also an essential oil in that blend that's promoting healing of the tissue because almost always when we have muscle pain, it's caused by little tiny tears in that muscle. And so deep blue used over time, you need less and less. That's what I love about oils. Um, if, if the cold feeling of deep blue is too intense, we have another blend called Aroma Touch, which is more mild. Um, and it's not that one's better or worse. It's just that some people respond better, right? Every single body is truly unique. And that's the cool part about having multiple options for essential oils is you can find the one that works for your body and also hopefully a smell that you enjoy. I agree. And I'm so glad you mentioned Deep Blue. That is an oil I rely on heavily in the winter. And I even have one of those back applicators that holds the roller ball. Oh. So I can get it in those targeted places that are hard to reach. And it just brings me a, a tremendous amount of relief. So I'm very grateful for Deep Blue. Can you talk a little bit about turmeric? Absolutely. So. If you've read, most of us have heard about the benefits of turmeric for years, right? We have this list a mile along of things we should be taking or including in our diet. So the research on turmeric is interesting though, because if you take those turmeric castles that you're buying at Costco, your body actually only utilizes a tiny fraction because it's not bioavailable. So in order for turmeric to be bioavailable, we need to pair it with something else. And strange as it may seem, it turns out that if we pair it with turmeric essential oil, so if we take both components of the original plant and put them together, they work in your body fantastically. So doTERRA has a patented capsule called a turmeric duo cap, and that is the turmeric powder combined with the turmeric essential oil. And people have amazing experiences experiencing a reduction in inflammation from those turmeric duo cups. That's great. I'm really excited to add those to my repertoire and see how they help. Let's move into talking about sleep issues because sleep is a really tough one for people with MS. Oh, I know. And you know, Katie, I, know, I just ran a study on these sleep issues, I think it's about three months ago. And so I actually have a really good pull of feedback to give. So 
The first thing I would go to for sleep is that we have an essential oil called Serenity. And Serenity is a blend. It's got some lavender and some Roman chamomile, just several things that are quite relaxing to your mind and your body. And we can actually pair that with Serenity soft gels. Once again, we're talking about the two pathways to, adjust, to address an issue. So the Serenity oil would be your aromatic pathway. And then the Serenity soft gels are used internally. So when people use those two together, they get really good results. Um, if that's helpful, but not doing a complete turnaround for you, I would recommend considering vetiver essential oil, which is a root that comes from Haiti. And it just has really powerful sedative effects. And I don't want you to be afraid when you hear me use that word sedative, because truly it's working with your body. And even though it can really help you fall asleep and stay asleep initially, we experience none of the after effects of grogginess that happen with your typical sleeping pills that you might purchase at the store. Vetiver is a new oil for me. I've only used it for a couple of months, but I've really fallen in love with it. There's something about its woody but sweet aroma that does just put me out. So I do keep a bottle on my bedside table and even just taking a few deep breaths of that before bed just turns my brain to sleep mode. It's really interesting. Oh, I love that you said that. This is what I tell people. Vetiver is the off switch for the monkey brain, right? So those of us that have a mind that just never stops, vetiver is like turning that off. Um, and I feel like I should touch on one other thing here because for most people, lavender and serenity are really, really calming. But every now and then I come across someone who says, I tried that lavender and I was up all night. And they think that perhaps there's something wrong with the lavender. And I'll tell you, here's what it is. Some people's bodies, we would call this a reverse polarity. You know, if you drink coffee and it makes you tired, chances are that lavender might make you feel more alert, right? You just have things that work differently on your body. So if that resonates with you, I really recommend you try wild orange for sleeping. So that oil that's really uplifting and increases alertness for most people will probably be just the thing to help you sleep. Wow, fascinating. Now another MS symptom that uh, acts up a lot more in cold weather is uh, overactive bladder. What would you suggest for that? Oh my gosh, well I think I can empathize just a little bit because I have born four children. And so I've had an overactive bladder for most of the last 20 years. So Cypress essential oil is an oil that many people go to when we're talking about anything to do with the urinary tract. And so I would recommend you try a few drops of Cypress applied topically over the lower abdomen. So a similar issue to overactive bladder is a lot of us experience issues with constipation or other digestive issues. What essential oils would you recommend for those? Okay, so right off the top of my head is Digest Zen. So as the name mentioned, Zen means to really bring to center and bring into balance. So this isn't an oil that I use every day, but it's one that I would have a really hard time giving up because 
I did have digestive issues as a kid. And my mom was always alternating between Pepto-Bismol or Tom's or Alka-Seltzer, right? We have all these different options depending on what's going on with our digestion. But in essential oils, we just need one. It doesn't matter if your digestion is too fast or too slow. We just use one oil and it's Digest Zen. And it can be used topically, just like I said with the cypress, just a few drops rubbed over the belly. And I actually love the taste. It's got some peppermint and some anise. I will just put a few drops in my mouth and swallow. And in general, it provides relief in less than 10 minutes when I'm using it. I would agree. And I want to share a little bit about my personal Digest Zen experience because I was very skeptical about this oil. And uh, many listeners are familiar with a disease-modifying therapy called Tecfidera. And that is the therapy that I'm on. And one of the main side effects is GI distress. And, you know, when I started taking this medication, it was difficult for my body to adjust. And yet it was managing my MS symptoms. So I wanted to make it part of my ongoing routine. But there were some some troubles and, and it was not pleasant. And my acupuncturist at the time said, use Digest Zen, put it in and around your belly button. And within 10 minutes, Minutes, you'll feel better. And I thought, uh, I don't know. But again, I thought, what do I have to lose? I will try it. And you are right. Within 10 minutes, the pain is gone. And before it can morph into something less pleasant. So Digest Zen is actually one of the oils I use the most. And just using it topically seems to really help. I've even used it on my dog. Uh, with great success. So it seems like it's just a very effective, gentle regulator for our systems. Absolutely. Now, what other, are there other oils that you use for digestive issues? Yeah, so Digest Zen is what I'm gonna use if there's something going on below my belly button, basically. Um, Also, Digest Zen is really helpful for any kind of heartburn and acid reflux. So if I'm dealing with nausea, specifically nausea, peppermint is the go-to oil, and we would use peppermint just aromatically, just smell it, is really, really helpful for nausea. So these are all essential oils that we're going to use really when we're having a problem, right? When we're having a problem in an acute situation. So it sounds like you don't need a lot of those other oils as frequently because you've got a nice balanced digestive tract. Can you talk to us a little bit about how we could achieve that? Oh, absolutely. So for me, the foundation of gut health, which is both your immunity and your mood, right? Really every, your entire body is fueled by what you eat and our ability to process what we eat and absorb it. So doTERRA, we have two products, one called Terrazyme, which is a digestive enzyme. Um, So I take that one capsule with each meal. And we have another product called PB Assist, which is a high quality probiotic. Without going into too much science, just understand that it's encapsulated in a way that it will actually survive the acids of your stomach so that it can make it to your intestines where it's needed. That's fantastic. I didn't know that. So that's new knowledge for me. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Zendocrine as well. I'm not very familiar with that essential oil. Absolutely. So Zendocrine essential oil is meant to support your body's filtering organs. 
So your liver, your kidneys, your lungs, and your skin. So Xenocrine Essential, whenever you have, for instance, a rash come up on your skin, if you get a rash or if you get a cold or if you get a kidney infection, what we understand that to mean is that your filtering organs are burdened. Because if your filtering organs were working optimally, no toxin would ever need to come out through your skin. Your skin is your body's last resort. And so Xenocrine Essential Oil is something that I use on a daily basis. You just apply a few drops topically over your liver, which is just above your waist. Um, it also can be purchased in capsules, Xenocrine soft gels, and you can just use those internally. And so what that actually does is has essential oils that will pull toxins from those organs. And then I pair that with Xenocrine complex, which is an herbal capsule, which binds with those toxins to carry them out of your body. So the things that you've heard me talk about today, these supplements, these are part of my daily routine that I really find is key to maintaining optimal energy and health and mood. It's amazing how well we can feel using essential oils. They really are kind of the missing piece. We get most of our nutrients from our food, uh, but it's just such a wonderful companion I have found. It's nature's medicine cabinet. Right? <laughs> I know. Who are we thinking that all of a sudden our modern medicine knows best? Yeah, no. Nature's not <laughs> best. Yes. So I wanted to mention to listeners today an essential oil that I've recently started using, and I'm hoping you can add more information because I don't know much about it, but I've been using helichrysum for tinnitus and to relieve pressure near my ears uh, and my, uh, my lymph nodes there. And I'm kind of wondering if you have any information you might want to share with listeners about that essential oil. Yeah. So helichrysum is an essential oil. It's not it's not an oil that many people gravitate to in the beginning, right? We gravitate to things like lavender and peppermint because helichrysum is quite valuable. So I actually had a bottle of helichrysum and I didn't use it for a couple of years because I knew it was expensive and I didn't want to waste it. But I heard all these amazing stories about helichrysum and just really wanted to know if they were true. So one day I got a cardboard cut on my index finger. So, you know, a paper cut on steroids and it hurt so badly. And what helichrysum is known for is regenerating tissue. That's what helichrysum is known to do. And I thought if this works, we're gonna just find out right now. So I put a drop of helichrysum on that fresh cut and didn't think too much about it. And when I looked back at that cut a few hours later, it was closed. And so then I was a believer in helichrysum. So the instances where I hear helichrysum used are especially in a first aid kit with a head wound, any sort of bleeding wound, we would quickly apply helichrysum to close off that blood vessel and stop bleeding. And it is also indicated in tinnitus. You are absolutely right. So when people are struggling with ringing the ears, I know that helichrysum is the go-to recommendation. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't know the mechanism in the body that creates tinnitus. Maybe you know more about that. The only thing I know so far, and I do need to do more research, is that it does help with drainage and that sometimes tinnitus can be compounded by inflammation 
around the ears. Uh, and so it seems to have some sort of a draining. Sometimes I can even feel that. The first time I used it for that, it was actually a very strong sensation and I wasn't sure what was happening. So I went and did a little research and was like, okay, okay, that should have been expected. I just didn't read thoroughly enough in the beginning, but it did bring some relief. And definitely um, there are some parts of my ears that get sensitive with inflammation and it really helped with that as well. That's fascinating to hear. Well, I would add this about helichrysum. So we talked earlier about sleep issues and I gave you my basic recommendations. I'm going to give you a top secret tip, which is there have been some times in my life when I was going personally through some really big traumas. And when I was in those periods, I need a lot of help with sleep. And I used four drops each of helichrysum and vetiver, and then a third oil called patchouli. Four drops each of those three oils is from what I can tell the equivalent of a Valium. If you take those three oils in a capsule, I was consistently able to take that, fall asleep quickly and stay asleep for six hours which was remarkable during those times. And I've had that work for several other oil lovers I've shared that tip with. Wow, I will have to give that a try. Thank you. And, and specifically, I'm glad you mentioned people that struggle with not only falling asleep, but staying asleep, because that is something I hear quite often. Yeah, absolutely. And another key to the staying asleep is when we were talking about serenity oil, so if we apply it topically, it can be really effective to help you fall asleep. If your struggle is staying asleep, that's where a diffuser comes in handy. A diffuser on your nightstand that's gonna diffuse that oil intermittently all night long will continue adding that information to your brain to help you stay asleep. That's good to know. Thank you for that. So if someone wants to try essential oils, they've heard maybe one of the ways that you've suggested we could use them. What would you tell them about what their next step should be? I would say that your next step is to reach out to the amazing Katie Sloan, my host here. She has a wealth of knowledge about essential oils and MS. And my knowledge is based on research and lots of experience helping other people but Katie has the best kind of knowledge which is gained by her personal experience because she lives with MS like many of you. Um, we've actually put together a document Katie and I if you reach out to her she would be able to share that document with you. I will do that and I'll be sure to share my contact information at the end of this episode. Is there anything else you'd like to share with listeners today uh, about either online class opportunities Symphony of the Cells or anything else? Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned Symphony of the Cells. So I told you in the beginning that usually we use one to three drops of an oil and that if we wanna take a really assertive approach, sometimes we'll use up to 10. What I was referring to there is a very unique protocol designed by Boyd Truman, who's part of doTERRA and also has training in French aromatherapy. And he created this protocol called Symphony of the Cells. And he actually has a website that goes by just that name, symphonyofthecells.com. And I highly recommend that protocol. If you, are, if you have symptoms that are flaring and you really wanna use a powerful tool to bring those symptoms under control, I would recommend you take a look at Symphony of the Cells at the neurological protocol. Um, 
that's my favorite. Boyd often recommends that if you're going to do a course of treatment with Symphony of the Cells, that you actually begin with the digestive. And he would have you do a digestive protocol two to three times a week for a month. Because what you really want to do is to make sure that, remember how we mentioned that everything that happens in your body depends on how you're metabolizing the nutrition you put in your mouth. So he recommends opening up these pathways with the digestive protocol and then moving into your neurological protocol, which would be the most logical go-to for MS. And I have so many personal experiences with myself and with clients who just see, I can't use any other word but miracles when they use that symphony of the cells technique. I have only used it uh, maybe two or three times. I have a dear friend that we took turns and, and did it for each other and that was wonderful. And I will tell you, I felt fantastic for like four or five days, um, but I did not start with the digestive protocol. So thank you for that. I'm gonna look into that and maybe that's something I can make more of a regular. Oh, great. And you know, Katie, I love that you said that so that your listeners will know you don't require any advanced training to give a symphony of the cells technique when you go on his website he has directions and there's videos you can watch and it's something that you and a friend can do for each other in 10 minutes and if you don't have a friend that can do that Boyd recommends you do the protocol on the inside arch of your foot if we look at kind of a map of your foot that internal arch of your foot is your spine in reflexology so if you are single and don't have someone who can apply to your spine, you can do those protocols yourself on your foot. Wow. Wow. Maybe I'll do that too, just because it seems so much simpler. Absolutely. Wonderful. Now, did you want to mention anything about online courses? I know in the past you have taught some outstanding online courses where I've learned a lot of what I know. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. I do love to teach. So if you, if you are listening here and you are really wanting to learn more about essential oils or dive specifically deeper into MS or anything else, if you reach out to Katie, we would be happy to coordinate a class that we could teach you online via Zoom. And I say that because right now in my professional life, I'm making a shift. I'm, my focus has just shifted right now. I'm pouring my heart and soul into launching a private yoga business that is hybrid both in-person and online to fill a big gap that I see in the world for women over 40. And so I'm not teaching my own classes on a weekly basis like I have in the past, but Katie is such a dear friend and has added so much to my life that I am happy to teach a class at her request if you would like to learn more. Just reach out to her and she knows how to find me. Oh, Janine, thank you so much. Really, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your knowledge first with me and then today with listeners. I just cannot thank you enough because essential oils have become an, an integral part of my daily process and how I take care of myself. And um, I don't know that I've even shared with you that I have multiple chemical sensitivity. And so a lot of things I really struggle with, a lot of smells, um, really bother me, get instant headaches. Sometimes even it impacts my vision and learning about 
doTERRA and using essential oils from you has truly changed my life. So I can't thank you enough. And I do hope we get to teach a class together for some listeners. Oh, thank you so much, Katie. Thank you for inviting me to be here. I love the opportunity to just share this knowledge because I know that essential oils have impacted my life so profoundly. I don't know what I would do or how I would do life without essential oils. Like you mentioned, I mean, we're talking about medicine, but essential oils are also what I use to clean my bathtub and my toilet and to help with my dog's fleas, just, I mean, pesticides in my garden. So you name it, and essential oils are the thing that I use. And I just love being able to open that window of opportunity for other people. That's great. And I'm so relieved that you mentioned that because I make all my own cleaners now too. And it's great. I have a, a person that comes to help me clean because it is difficult for me now with my hands, but she loves all of the non-toxic cleaners that I make to the extent that sometimes she asks if she can take them to other people's homes and use them there. So uh, again, thank you so much for everything. You provide me with so much knowledge and I just feel like a much more independent person in my ability to care for myself and my family because of you. So thank you again, Janine, and I hope one day you'll, you'll join us again. Thank you, Katie, and have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Janine and learning about some of the many ways essential oils can help us better manage our MS symptoms, as well as any other ailment or household need you and your family may have. If you have questions about oils or want to learn more, feel free to visit my doTERRA site directly, which is mydoterra.com slash Katie Sloan. That site has a ton of information, including a link to my favorite page of recipes called Do It Yourself, where you can find detailed information on how to use essential oils to make your own cleaners, bath bombs, hand sanitizer, deodorant, wood polish, soaps, body butters, and more. If you search the site's product information and have remaining questions, please send me a message either through the doTERRA site or via email at mymsflock at gmail.com. And if I can't answer your question, Janine has generously offered to be there for us to ensure we get the answers you're seeking. If you're interested in trying some essential oils, you can purchase them directly off the site at retail cost, or you can save serious cash and accrue bonus points for free products by becoming a wholesale customer. When I first joined doTERRA many years ago, in order to receive products at wholesale cost, I needed to join as a wellness advocate, which is why I have a website. It made sense for me at the time, even though I didn't actively sell, because with every order, I accrued bonus points, which meant free products to help me grow my oil collection over time. But now, you can receive all the benefits I do without having to join to benefit from wholesale prices. You can become what's called a wholesale customer and save 25 to 55% on all products by signing up for just $35. And that fee is even waived if you purchase any doTERRA enrollment kit. You can renew your access to wholesale prices each year for only $25. And you get a free bottle of peppermint, which is one of the most widely used essential oils. With any purchases made through my personal site, in full disclosure, a small portion of your purchase does come back to me. 
Every penny helps me stay afloat and makes things I do like this podcast or the support groups I offer online more sustainable. I am truly grateful for your support. The biggest takeaways I hope you leave with from this episode today are, one, essential oils have been in use for many thousands of years. High quality essential oils are safe, effective, and easy to use. Two, essential oils can help us manage our MS symptoms as well as other common ailments that we or our families may experience. Three, essential oils are a safe and effective tool that can drastically improve our quality of life through aromatic, topical, and internal usage. And four, essential oils put us in control of managing our family and home health needs, being able to safely treat most ailments independently at home. And by making our own non-toxic cleaners, we can ensure our homes are safe places for us and those we love, which is important whether we have MS or not. Following this and every podcast, I offer interactive Zoom sessions for our Patreon listeners to discuss the episode's topic with other members of the flock. I hope you will join us. Become a patron on patreon.com slash msflock for the Zoom session schedule and invitation links. Membership is only $1 a month to access these important weekly flockings, and you'll also gain even more access to content like relevant show notes and resources, and the inside scoop on the upcoming MS Pilot of our MS Nonprofit Health website. As always, feel free to submit questions, comments, or future podcast topics or guest ideas to mymsflock at gmail.com. Until next week, Be thinking about how essential oils might be able to help you with some of your MS symptoms. I look forward to chatting with the flock about this on Saturday. Flock members, be sure to bring your questions that you jotted down during this episode. And lastly, as we travel through life with MS, we're certain to hit some turbulence. We'll get through it and with flying colors if we're flying together supporting one another. Thank you for listening, and until next time, be well. Ah!